Hi friend, today I am sitting with one of my dear friends and coaching clients, Danny Sumner from A Holy Mess Podcast, and we're talking about shame. We're talking about the past, how anxiety about the future, how traumas from our past, these beliefs that the world embeds in us from such a young age really keep us stuck, how they keep us from fulfilling God's plan for our future. And Danny and I really dig deep. So we totally are giving you guys um, kind of a heads up that we do touch on some touchy su subjects today um, that might come up for you, some trigger warnings around things that might cause shame or or anxiety, or things from the past, little T, big T trauma stuff. So if any of that is going to be a trigger for you, or you have little ears in the car, please do be aware and discerning over that, and just be mindful of when you listen to today's episode. But I do think you have to listen to today's episode, because shame is a success stealer, and all these lies that the enemy so carefully orchestrates in order to keep us stuck you know, once we bring awareness to them, once we bring them to light, once we walk through them and take God's hand in really that restoration process, we have healing. We experience this beautiful blessing and favor that's on the other side of these really perceived breakdowns and this perceived pain, not to minimize it because it is painful, but it's part of the growth process, right? Perseverance is part of that process. So I can't wait to dig into this content with you guys today. Um, it's going to be so fantastic. And I want to just tell you a little bit about my guest today, Danny Sumner. She is a mom. Uh, she is married. She has two teen kids and two mini Australian shepherds, Lulu and Coco. And she's also a stepmom to her hubby's older kids. And really, at the end of the day, she truly believes that there's hope beyond our brokenness. Danny spent decades with gnarly anxiety, insecurities, depression. She felt like she was barely alive. She felt like life was so overwhelming. And there was an awakening in her spirit. There was a true come to Jesus moment or two or three. <laughs> and now, nearly 11 years sober, Danny has found herself so grateful for her life and now her story. She wants you to know that you don't have to do it alone. She believes you can live a full emotional and spiritual life no matter what your circumstances are. And guys, she's super funny and sassy. So buckle up. Y'all are going to love this conversation. Do you want to get clear on your calling so you can start an online business? Do you find yourself looking up how to work from home, how to start a business, or ways to get more clients? <laughs> hey friend, welcome to The Stephanie Gas Show. You know God has a plan for you, yet you can't seem to get clarity on what it is. So you stay stuck, do nothing, or start random side hustles to make quick money. Wait for it. Clarity is calling. Hey, I'm Steph, daughter of the king, wife, boy mom, and PJ all day enthusiast. After building success the world's way, I was still lost. I finally surrendered and God showed me how to build a business his way. Spoiler, your dreams pale in comparison to God's dreams for you. Imagine getting clear on your God-led calling, learning the steps to starting a sustainable online business, launching a podcast and monetizing using coaching or courses so that you can make impact and income. 
and maybe you're doing it all braless and flawless. <laughs> this is the podcast for you. Pop that LaCroix, fill up your iced coffee, or grab your kombucha. Actually, you're probably going to need all three. It's time to grow, girl. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. What's up, Danny? Welcome to the show, my friend. Yay. Hi, Steph. I love you. I love you too. You guys heard about Danny in the intro, but she's just one of my faves. Danny's been coaching with me for a really long time. We were recounting how it went down on her podcast just a little bit ago. And I was saying how fun it was. Danny popped into my DMs one day and she's like, so I think that I'm going to work with you and do this thing. And then, so like, maybe we could work together. And what do you think? And then like two seconds later, I had another message. Hi, it's me again. So I had another idea. I had another thought. And then like another one came in like five seconds later and this continued. And I was like, I immediately fell in love with her personality. Cause there is like, you get Danny and you get 100% of her and she is so authentic and real. And she's just one of the funnest people on the planet. I truly enjoy every single time I hang out with you. Oh man, that's awesome. What a compliment. I have so much fun and you've imparted so much of me. And honestly, you've kept this train on the tracks, girl. So thank you. It's been so much fun. Tell us your story, Danny, because through that, there's going to be so many lessons, us visual people over here to pull from, to really kind of transpose that so that we can understand it more deeply. So, I mean, I don't know where to start. So childhood wise, and I became a Christian, uh, my junior year in high school, which was an incredible experience to experience the love and the grace of God. I grew up and not really experiencing the understanding the paradigm of that. I mean, I knew there was a God. I actually remember being like literally suicidal at four years old because of some stuff that had happened in my life, realizing that and looking down at a window and just being like, should I jump? Will this hurt or will I actually die? Cause I want to go to heaven. Like I want to be done. And so it's been like this process for me, but I always knew there was a God. I knew it was planted in my heart and scripture says, right. It's planted in the heart of man. I believe that wholeheartedly, you know, no one runs from Jesus. People run from Jesus's followers, (laughs) right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people have had bad experiences with church or, and I think we've all had bad experiences with church or with Christians or human beings. But for some reason, when it's a church hurt, it kind of goes deeper. And I don't know why, I don't know if it's our expectations. It should be different. You know, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't have the answer for that, but I just know my experience has been one that I knew in my heart I had, I wanted to help humanity. And I've always enjoyed meeting with people and hearing their stories before I could even tell my own story. I loved hearing people's stories and I just carried shame. And I mean, I carried all this crap my whole life. And I remember when I, so I got married, have a, you know, godly Christian husband, all that sort of stuff, but I was still kind of hiding and I was still struggling with shame and anxiety and just all. And I, like, I bought into the world's lie that that the world tells us when we're a Christian, that everything should be fine. Like <laughs> you accept Jesus, you should have joy. Mm. What's wrong with you? So I was piling it on. Cause I, you know, I had postpartum depression after I had my kid and I was like, well, something's wrong with me. I'm doing something wrong. And it wasn't until I really hit my bottom where I felt like I really started to encounter God's love and his grace and his understanding. And he began to implant empathy in me for myself. Right. I had it for you, Steph gas. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> I listened to your story and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, have such compassion for you, but it's really hard to hold the mirror up and have compassion for myself. And, but that's been my journey where God has been bringing me all these years. And, you know, I've almost 12 years sober and and through recovery ministry and, and doing speaking at retreats and that sort of like encountering people's stories, it's holy ground. And so the more I share my story, the more I share parts of my story, 
the more I can connect with people on a very human level, the more it heals me. And the Holy Spirit uses each other, right? Galatians 6, 2, carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ, right? To love one another, to care for one another, right? Let's just keep it real. It's Jesus, okay? But he uses people and he uses his word and, and all of that. And so when you talk about, go back into your story for a minute, Danny, the 12 years sober, Woo-hoo. by the yes, grace of God, <laughs> go backwards before that, go back to like, what were the shame causers? Oh my gosh. Regret. I mean, I had so much regret from choices that I had made. So just, you know, crazy stuff in adolescence. And I had had sexual abuse stuff and trauma that I don't know how to say it, but shame was brought upon me with through that and then not understanding it and not even remembering it clearly. Right. Cause it's like, I have flashbacks and that sort of thing. So then kind of like, am I crazy? Did that really happen? And oh my gosh. And then the choices. And I believe the more specific we are when we're dealing with our stuff, like if we really want to find healing, like the devil's in the details, like find somebody close to you that you can share the nitty gritty details with, right? Like James 5, 16, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. And when I began kind of touching, sharing some of that shame. And one of the big things that kind of held me captive was I had had an an affair with a married man and it broke my heart. I mean, it just, it sent all the shame going through my body and through my heart and through my mind and the decision that I had made. And, and I can, we can go into all the details and, but it brought such like condemnation in my own heart and mind, even though I had been forgiven by the Lord, I'd been forgiven you know, the gentleman's wife and ex-wife and all that sort of thing that like we had had, we'd made peace about it. And, and then she had shared about how, you know, the broken marriage, all this stuff. Right. So like, but that really, it had an effect upon me, right. It had an effect upon my life. It had an effect upon business decisions. I, Gary and I, my hubby, we had invested in some things and I was often a tangent with alcoholism. Right. So I had literally squandered away our, like our, not our inheritance. We worked for it, but it was an inheritance from God. Right. But I had squandered away, you know, some of our retirement and all of that, a lot of it. And, but that was, I was lost because I was like grasping at straws to find that inner peace that was gone. I didn't have it. And until I could sit down and begin to unpack these things. And all the while I had this passion to serve people into of what I felt like God was calling me to do, but I couldn't do it because I was so angsty. I was so angry. Uh I was grieving, right? Like some of these things are just great. We're grievous losses of decisions that we've made Uh that we can't go back and fix. And things that were done to you, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. And the why I wanted you to share specifically is because everyone listening, I think sometimes we put away the crap. Like maybe if I don't talk about it, maybe if I don't label it, then it has no more power over me, but it's actually the opposite. Mm, so, so true. Danny put, and I wanted her to put this out there for you to see, like, you are not alone. Amen. And that's why I talk a lot about like, and my things that I walked through are a lot different than what Danny walked through, but they're not, I mean, pain is pain. What you'll notice is that Danny's stuff has a lot to do with her calling and my mm. stuff has a lot to do with my calling. Right. So yeah. Danny had gone through a lot of things that were very, very painful in your childhood. And that had a lot of inner healing work that you had to do, which is now literally what your calling is. Totally. And so what, well, and you know, I was just going to say, if you don't yeah. mind me adding, you know, when someone's been through traumatic childhood events, you guys, it alters our minds. And so mm-hmm. to be able to go back and nurture those younger places in us and not to sit in victimhood our whole lives. Right. Cause I think 
I don't even call myself like I'm a survivor or I'm a, you know, I'm an overcomer, anything like that. No, I'm Danny and Jesus is walking me through this healing and it's beautiful. And does it come up? Yes. But I have permission to process it and to deal with it. And just because it happened, doesn't mean I was forsaken or forgotten, but I've had to wrestle with God. Like God has very thick skin. If you've been sexually abused or any major trauma or a parent lost, or, you know, I lost my uncle to suicide and he was like a father to me. Like that was very traumatic in my life. And I, a lot of self-pity and because sometimes self-pity, I mean, it's actually that works for us. Like all of these things actually work for us, for us to find ourselves, right? Because we can begin to like, I'm worthy. I should, I should have more. And you guys, we were created for the garden of Eden. We all should have more. Okay. Like bottom line, we all should have more. We should have that peace and that joy, but things are robbed from us. Right. And choices that we make robbed from us as well. And so if we can come to a place of resting in Jesus and allowing him to heal us and to put these pieces back together and to tell us no shame. Like, I promise you, you will not be covered in shame. You can walk free and then you can go create the business you want to do, but we got to deal with our stuff. Like it's just, otherwise bearing it under the rug. Like I tell people you're going to trip over the rug like and break your nose, you know? And if you're like me, shame is not even an emotion that I had even labeled Mm -hmm. in my life more than six months ago. And so Mm -hmm. define that. Like, how do you know if you're feeling shame? How do you know? Because you know, the stuff that we all walk through, it's like, yeah, yeah, that happened, but I'm over it. Maybe you really think you're over it, but yet your life seems to just not feel full of peace. It's not, there's something holding you in bondage and you're afraid to look in the box. Right. Totally. So what is that shame? What does it feel like? How do you identify it? Well, you brought up two points and I want to talk on both. I think that fundamentally there's, there's really just a few core things that we as human beings deal with. And it's the human struggle. Being human is a struggle, right? And so Shame, I believe, can manifest itself in a lot of ways. And honestly, you don't know it's shame till you start unpacking it. The things that you don't want to share, that's shame, right? So the secrets, the, and shame can be linked with grief too, because grief and grief is this new concept in my life where it's not just when someone dies, do you grieve? Like we grieve losses. We grieve choices that we made. We grieve the path that we have to go on because of choice. Like I grieve that alcohol became such an idol in my life. Like I grieve that season, but then I can look back at it now and see, okay, it's also taught me a lot. Cause if I didn't go through this suffering, whether it's self-inflicted or someone else inflicted it on me, I wouldn't have had the experience or the depth of conversation or the empathy that I now have. So to go back fundamentally, how do we know if it's shame? You're only as sick as your secrets. And I believe shame wants to hide. So anything that is feels, and even talking right now, Oh, like you get that little gut feeling. You get yeah, that. Anxiety. You know, immediately, you might yeah. know immediately what they are too. Right. You and you can bargain with yourself, right? Like, no, no, yeah. that's not shame. That's just, it's modesty. Okay. Well, great. Be modest with 99% of people <laughs> be super open and vulnerable with at least one human being. Right. Cause Jesus, and God, he already knows. You know, he already knows. Well, and that's sometimes we deny it. We like, you know, aren't completely open with God. Cause we're nervous about it too. And that's a whole other, like, okay, let's deal with what's the deeper issue? Why you have this distance with God? Cause sometimes our God distance, that gap has nothing to do with Jesus or God. It has to do with how man told us about how God was or our father experience or so it's all, it's complicated, but it's like, it's beautiful too, you guys. And it's not, I think people are scared to deal with shame or anxiety or shame or grief because they think they're going to get be buried by it. When the reality is when you actually begin to unpack it, it's like that letting the air out of the balloon, it, it goes away. I mean, honestly, you still, 
things still come up, yeah, but not as much. Does that and make sense? And it's not as big as you, as you think it was. And, and so what's interesting about this conversation is when you say you're only as sick as your secrets and shame is things you don't want to share. And then the third one is it could be something that you're grieving. You know, for me, completely giving up alcohol three years ago or whatever it was. And then now like having all these issues around it, like, I don't want to be around it. I don't want to be around people that drink. Like I have all these issues around like, Oh, my husband wants to have a beer. I immediately have an issue. Like it's like trigger, 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 trigger. And so I was in the car with my stepdad this weekend and he's like, you know, I think you're just ashamed of, or you're embarrassed or ashamed of how you used to be with alcohol. And so you're mm-hmm. carrying it a little bit forward. I was like, hi therapist. What's happening right now? Like, and then I totally was like, oh my gosh, like I'm carrying all this shame around my past with alcohol. Whoa. Like I didn't even know that it totally. was a bag on my back. I didn't even know. And now mm. that I know the bag is there, I can have, cause I don't want to carry the bag. I don't mm. want the bag, but I didn't even know the bag was there. And so I think that's interesting for those of you who are not emotion people, or you've been taught to just avoid the box look away. Like you're carrying a lot of bags on your back, Mm. but maybe you don't even know. Some of you may know when you're not, you're scared to let it go. Like you're Mm. the one going, I can't tell anybody you can let the bag Mm -hmm. go. And those of you going, but do I have a bag? And that's where, when I really looked at, like, what are the things that I'm maybe grieving in or what are the things that I don't want to share? Like, that's a really Mm -hmm. good indication of like, what bags are you still carrying? That's so good. And some of us want to set up camp in the bag and be cozy in our (laughs) self-loathing and, you know, so like, just let me just hate myself. It's easier just to hate myself. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's easier just to crucify myself. I know Jesus died for me, but please, I need to die for me too. It's like, and Jesus is like, oh honey, come on, let's go. Like everything that we've done is human. Climb out of the bag, climb out of the bag. Like it doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. And you guys shame it's pervasive and it's so personal to us. Like we may, and you might be thinking, gosh, I don't have shame like that. I don't know why I feel shame. I didn't have an affair with a married man. Like I, why would I have shame? It's like, no, 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 no. Shame is shame. Like that's the enemy's lie. Like it's all, we all feel we're all graded on a curve. It all feels the same. So it doesn't matter how bad shame is pervasive. And so is anxiety. And it's, it can be overwhelming our emotions and, and also it makes us numb. There's some of us that put things in a box because we're numb and we don't know how to deal with it when we really do, but yet we have outbursts of anger and we're really sad or we're really frustrated or we struggle with envy. Holy moly. If you struggle with envy, that's a huge indicator of shame because someone has something that you deserve, right? Because, but you think you're disqualified and this is all unconscious stuff. You guys, if we were conscious about it, we wouldn't have so many issues. Okay. But as we become conscious, then we can begin to heal and it's beautiful. And then all of a sudden this thing, that's been this huge deal is all of a sudden, like, I don't even need to tell anybody I'm fine. Jesus healed me. Like, and it's beautiful and it's magnificent, but we, these unconscious things, these unconscious narratives, like we don't even know we hate ourselves. I remember I was journaling one time and I hated journaling. So like, I'm not going to tell anybody to journal, but I love it now. And they were like, you know, what do you think about yourself? And I remember it unpacked some things where I was like, oh my gosh, who was writing this? Is there a demon in me? Like, what is wrong? And it's like, these are all Uh, things that we can unpack. It's not for condemnation. It's for curious compassion to heal. Like it's to heal us. So get curious about the healing, get curious about the bags on your back. And we talked about a lot of clues for you to start digging into what bags are on your back. So looking at all those quote unquote negative, but maybe they're just, maybe they're not negative. Maybe they're just, um, 
little exclamation points in your life of like, Ooh, that that's what I do. Cause sometimes I'll feel envy creep in. I'm like, so hold on. Why? You know, and mm-hmm. I'll look at that and I'll do the things and I'll deal with the things, but that came with practice mm-hmm. and the deeper rooted stuff for me, that's all new. Cause it was like, put it in the box and you walk away and you're just like, it's fine. So look in there, really take a look at all those little pieces. And then this question of like loving yourself. I remember I was in you know, I have a spiritual growth mentor and she's amazing. And she prays with me and we do all the great things and stretches me and challenges me to grow and to really do this kind of stuff anyway. And she asked me this question of like, do you love yourself? Mm. Even if, and there was some ifs, it was like, even if, you know, your, your business failed. And even if we stripped every, like all these questions and she's like, I want you to say it. I want you to say like, I love myself even when, and like, I could not say it. Wow. And I'm like, what? I love myself. This is dumb. I was so annoyed. I was like, this is so dumb right now. I love you, Steph. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love how real you are. Thank I'm you. I'm angry in the therapy. And so, but after there was a lot of questions and things that I had to really look at. And there was some things in the box that I, again, didn't know that I was yeah. carrying around. Yeah. And I did love myself, but there were some things in the way. And so I want to talk about that, mm. Danny. Like, so good. I've identified some of the crap in the bag. So whatever that is for you guys listening. And I want you to know, like, like Danny mentioned, there's little T trauma. There's big T trauma. There's little dumb stuff. Like I'll get mm-hmm. envious of a friend of mine doing something that I'm not doing. And I'm like, okay, little mini bag. That's trying to be on my back right now. Like, I'm just going to pick you off. Like, this is so weird. Like your bag yeah. can vary in size. It doesn't yeah. mean that it makes it less hard to bear. Okay. And also like, I feel Danny that like, once you allow one bag to sit on your back, you start allowing other bags to come on because now you're like, oh, I'm, I'm a bag carrier. So I'm going to put this here. So I've almost taken this notion of like the second a bag even starts getting filled near me in my vicinity, I'm like, I'm going to light that up. Like I'm Good not going to be here for that. So what do we do? Let's talk about this process. Cause when you start carrying bags, you're too heavy to, to walk into the call. You can't get through the door. You're too heavy. You can't love well. You can't be the hands and feet of Christ when you're carrying all these bags of shame and and crap. Like talk to us about that process. No, totally. And resentment and bitterness and all of these things that like weigh us down, right? They're not like, just feel them in your body, pause and be like, when has resentment ever helped you? When has bitterness, when has envy ever helped you? It's like, okay, what's going to actually help me find some healing, right? And I believe you hit on a couple of things loving ourselves and finding self-forgiveness. And I want to, I want to talk about this for a moment because there is a lie. I believe in the Christian community that if we love ourselves, it can be like, we're going to turn narcissistic and be very like grandiose and very in, like, okay. If you're worried, you're going to become narcissistic. You are not a narcissist. Congratulations. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. 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 But if God created you with a purpose and you're his masterpiece, right? Like his DNA is all within you. Wow. That's actually a concept. And our DNA is in God. Holy moly. Wow. Let's go that way. Let's do it. It's like to find that freedom and to be able to face these things and to be able to forgive ourselves. And it's always, I mean, and this is like 10 years of therapy, whatever, but figuring out the deeper roots of why, right? Like we all want to beat ourselves up for the envy, but okay, well, why is it there? Well, maybe something was stolen from you on the playground in third grade. And it's just traumatized you. Right. Or who knows, but it's about acknowledging it so that we can walk free from it. Right. And to be able to put the bags down and to, you know, these bags, you're right. They cause this dis-ease, right. The disease of the bag, right. Is dis-ease within ourselves. And we pick up these bags too, 
because, and then we get used to carrying them. And then all of a sudden we're like, no, this is how it's supposed to feel. It's like, well, no, no, hold on. Like there are ways to walk in freedom and to walk in joy and to walk in peace. And that's not minimizing anyone's whatever they are walking through. And if, you know, they're walking through big things with grief or loss or trauma or who knows divorce. I mean, there's so much stuff that affect us. Right. But if we can just walk free and know that there is a divine purpose for your life, like God loves you and he has something for you and to rest and, and to unpack that stuff. Right. So four things you said, one, to find the deeper route, to start looking for that, get curious about it, acknowledge it. Number two, to love yourself through that healing process. And I've done this when it comes to business, but I'm like, if you don't love yourself right now in this moment, God, give me the, the new eyes to begin to love myself. Well, like, and you said desire to love myself. You're right. Cause some people might be like, I can't love myself. Like this lady's crazy. Okay. Okay. Well then let's not argue with the word. Let can you find some compassion? Mm. Can you find like loving kindness leads to repentance, right? If you have something that you hate about yourself, some behavior, let's say you're short with your children or you're short with your husband, or you're a procrastinator. Like you hate yourself because you procrastinated starting this podcast. Okay. Get curious. What is the inhibitor? Figure out what are the roadblocks and then bring someone else in on the process to help unpack it. And I will say, bring someone who, you know, if you're a believer in Jesus, bring a believer in, right? Like bring somebody who's spirit led, right? Go with your, the paradigm that which you want to live your life with, right? Yes. That's really good. I love that. So loving yourself. And if you can't starting with compassion, that's totally great. And get having curiosity about it to find the inhibitor. I think that was so key that you just said that. Cause like, even for Danny, you know, we were here, she's coaching with me. She knew what the podcast was about. Like she had the vision for the show and then she'd go, but I'm not ready, but I can't, but maybe next month. And like, what was that Danny? Did you ever find what was the inhibitor of you pressing publish? Yeah, for sure. There was a ton, but I think ultimately, you know, the inhibitor last fall before I hit publish was I had to deal with this business failure that I had caused for my family and I back in 08. And I, we've been very safe since then. We've had our insurance agency. It's been great and lucrative and all of that stuff. And, but I had, am I just taking another risk? Is this just another shiny ball attic decision? And I had counsel. I mean, I had you and I had, you know, good counsel in my life that were saying, no, no, this is actually what God is calling you to do. And so sometimes acknowledging the inhibitor and then trusting the people that God has brought into your life to help you make the next decision. Because you guys, sometimes we're so we're in fight, flight, or freeze, right? Like our, we're in such anxiety. We can't make a decision. So we make no decision. And that is making a decision. Inactivity is an action of no action, right? Like Steph talks about that. And so to be able to trust the people and that's where Steph, I mean, you've been, oh my gosh, a godsend. Like literally I tell people like, God literally dropped Steph gas, yeah. <laughs> you know, on my doorstep. And right. it was like, I'm, I'm going, I'm all in. And, you know, and so, you know, how much I trust and love you and right. the impact that you've had on my, my gosh, my life and my purpose and just helping. And that stuff was in my heart. Like it was already written. You helped me unpack it. And you helped me be like, ah, that's a shiny ball. Shut up. Let's go. We're going a different hey, direction. Right. You know? And it was like, oh my gosh. And it worked every time, like your direction and you're like a, a ninja with that. Can I tell you a scripture? I was praying this morning about this podcast. Ah. And can I tell you a scripture that I felt like is you yeah. that God uses? All right. So in Jeremiah, I won't give you the, the background of it, but it's from Jeremiah six. And it says, Jeremiah six sixteen, stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths, ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. You guys, I believe Steph 
Steph, I believe that you were empowered by God to walk with us, to figure out our path. And by figuring out our path and actually walking in it gives us rest for our souls. And it's just such a gift you are to all of us. Anyways, I love you, Steph. Thanks, Danny. And how prophetic that we just talked about the path on your podcast, not even an hour ago. So God's so fun, isn't he? I know he is and also one of my favorite verses is this is the way walking it Isaiah 30 mm-hmm. 21. So how fun that verse you see for me is walking it. It is true that God has this beautiful path. And I think part of carrying the bags is part of the purpose, mm-hmm. you know, like Danny going through all those hard things she went through, she could have kept carrying the bags and hitchhiking her way forward all this weight, or she could have shed the bags, brought them to life and then used what was in the bags to free other people of their bags. And that's exactly what she's doing. And well, so and when we carry those bags too, we medicate, like we, we have to medicate, like they're too heavy. I'm telling you, like my knee hurts, my gut hurts my, like, that's why I drank. I drank because yeah. it made life easier for a minute. Right. And, you know, I binged on Netflix because it made, I got to escape. It's these escapes. And it's like, just be curious if you are escaping, no condemnation, yeah. just be curious. What is it you're escaping from? What, yeah. and then, then you can make decisions on how to move forward. So you know, what's interesting about that. And I wonder if this is true for you. You know, when I was going through all of those, carrying all those bags, the business idolatry and like drinking and all the and weird, shamey, weird things. I was definitely binging Netflix. That's when I had my biggest social addiction. That's when I was super addicted to my phone. That's when I was drinking too much eating and self-medicating with food. But if I look at my life now that I've really let go of like truly like 99%, I don't, when a bag comes, I throw it off. And sometimes I'll realize there's a bag there because you're never going to be completely free. They're going to creep back in because mm-hmm. you're human, right? And we we're just humans going, walking through this, but I don't do any of any of those things anymore. Any of those things anymore. I probably drink a little too much coffee, but that's <laughs> about it. Like I'm not like, I'm not binging the things I'm not eating the way I was. I don't drink anymore like that. Like my life is free. I'm free from all of these weird, like self-medication band-aids I was trying to put on, on top mm. of the bags. <laughs> like, it's like, that's never going to work. Totally. So I love this curiosity question because why, why am I doing this? What totally. am I afraid of? And I think it's hard to find that answer. I don't know if you have any advice here. Cause I know when I started getting asked these questions, I couldn't really find it. And this people had to really dig at me to be like, but why, but, but what Like, uh, but I don't know, you know, like I was so resistant to finding the root, Mm -hmm. like, how do you actually get there so that you can walk free? It's scary because we think the root is going to bury us. Like we think it's quicksand. And if we actually acknowledge, and this is all unconscious, you guys, like you have to understand again, if it, it's not always a conscious decision to avoid this stuff. Right. But if we can change our paradigm, and change the glasses we have on to look at those bags as actual gifts. Like Jesus is saying, you're struggling with anxiety right now, but it's going to turn into a gift. And that might sound crazy to somebody who struggles with panic attacks, but as someone who has struggled with panic attacks regularly throughout my whole life, I can now, it's an indicator for me of like when I'm overextended, right? If we can begin to not curse the hard things in our life, not curse the bags that we're carrying and look at them as gifts and invitations to find more peace and to find more empathy and to walk even with the limp, right? Like I have a mentor who says, you know, don't trust anybody without a limp, like somebody who it's just those bags, they cause things within us. And if we can look at those as beautiful ways where 
you guys, you may never come, you may never share, like you, if you were sexually abused or some major trauma like that, you may never share it publicly. Right. And I'm not advocating, like everybody's going to tell their whole story and I don't always share it that often. So I'm actually hilariously surprised with myself about how much I shared on this podcast, but the reality is, and I'm not afraid of it. It's just, I don't use it unless it's, I feel like it's going to minister to someone. Right. But the reality is when we share, we become more free and we can find those like empathy for ourselves. And I believe that's what Jesus is after. He just wants us to like have this great understanding for our human brokenness so we can have understanding for others. There's enough hatred in this world. We are called to love. We are called to have compassion and grace. And we only judge things we don't understand. So even if we're judging other people and other people's choices, and we don't understand, we don't know the whole story. Talk to somebody, talk to somebody opposite of what you believe. And you will find if you hear their story and they're honest, you'll find compassion. You may not agree. You may not all those things, but you can find that compassion. And that's where Jesus lives. I believe in the compassion and the love. And it's the Holy Spirit's job to change us. Like we are not supposed to change ourselves. This is not about white knuckling it. This is about resting in Jesus. So he, the, you know, he plants the seeds, he waters it, he grows it. We just show up. Like literally we just commit to show up and be tenacious and say, Jesus plant that resilience, you know, Psalm 51. Oh God, renew in me, my steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit. Like grant me a willing spirit to even look at these things. And if you can't have compassion for yourself, oh, that's curious. Don't judge yourself. Like, ah, the judgment just has to stop. Like just don't judge yourself if you can't have empathy for yourself for that. Maybe you look at that bag in five years. It's okay. There's no rush. There's no huge timeline. You guys, I still am unpacking stuff. Like I'm not fully healed. Like I, I don't know. Are you ever out of the veil? No. Are you ever no, fully, fully healed? And you no. can't, if you're fully, fully healed and you walk away completely. Now you have no tie to minister to someone else, right? You have no more. Like I still have, you know, I can look backwards as if I'm looking in at like the business failure. Yeah. And I can look at that now and I have no emotional connection anymore. I'm like, okay, that's, I see what God's done with it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that at times I don't get triggered by the, you're not successful enough or the, 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 and I'm like, Oh, interesting. Okay. That cool. Like that's a weird tie. That's still there. I'm going to cut that, but you have to be curious about the things and know that it's always with you, your stuff and the things you walk through, they're always with you, but you don't have to be in bondage to them. Yeah. I love that. I love love the empathy. Jesus is found in the empathy and Jesus is found in the compassion. I love that you said that. And that Holy spirit is the healer. Amen. So amazing. So if you were to give everyone like two final tips or takeaways, Danny, maybe they're struggling with, they know what's in the bag and it's holding them back from like this next step, hmm. feeling qualified or feeling confident that they can, or feeling worthy that they deserve to move into God's call. What would be those final things you'd want to say to them, encourage them with, or plant for them? Man. First of all, you're not alone. You're absolutely not alone and that you're in good company. I bet you most people, if they're honest, have those, those doubts and those thoughts. And now that I would encourage you to bring someone else, a godly person into your, your process. And maybe it's a therapist. I mean, there's so many great, godly, amazing therapists out there. And maybe it's a spiritual director. Maybe it's a pastor. Maybe it's your best friend who you walk with that. You can just be honest and have somebody that can hold the space because you guys 
only you and the Holy Spirit can figure it out. Okay. Man is great. Man is amazing. But sometimes man is going to say something just to, or human, I don't mean just men, but human is going to say something to you just so that you know, in your gut, that's off. That doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean they're off. Doesn't mean they don't hear from the Lord. It means that the Lord is building his strength in you, that you can trust yourself. You can trust what he is saying and take the next step in that. And don't condemn yourself. Like there's just so much self-hatred and judgment out there. And I believe if you can just find a deep breath, some fresh air and just make a pact with the Lord. Okay. I'm going to put judgment down for a minute. Will you show up in compassion and teach me? I'm telling you, I will bet my house on that part. He will show up with compassion and grace and he will. I mean, he's just so faithful in that area, you know? And so, I mean, I think that was, that would be my biggest advice and that you're not alone and you are loved and there is a purpose for you. And you wouldn't be listening to Steph Gass if he didn't have something bigger for you anyway. So. Amen to that, man. You've been awesome, Danny. You've blessed us. I have like three or four pages of notes from Mm -hmm. all of your amazing goodness that you poured out for us today. And friends, um, I'm going to ask Danny to close this in prayer because she's just got an anointing over, over this work that she's called to do. But first, Danny, where can everybody come listen to your amazing show and hang out with you? A holy mess podcast. You can find it anywhere. Podcasts are available and yeah, a holy mess podcast. And my website is Danny Sumner.com D A N I S U M as in Mary N as in Nancy ER.com. And I'd love to whatever come join the, the fam. I don't know. Yeah. We're still figuring it out. My call with Steph next week. will move on to my next steps. Right. Exactly. Step-by-step. Step. Okay, Danny, close us out. And thank you so much for being here. All right. Oh man, Lord, first of all, I just thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you that you don't create us to walk this planet alone, Lord, that you brought like-minded people, God, who are seeking after the same things, Lord. And I thank you for Steph. I thank you for her anointing. I thank you for her just her, her compassion and her empathy and her wisdom, God, I thank you that she's not afraid to listen to you and she's not afraid to speak what you say to her, God. So I pray, Lord, that you just continue to open doors for her and her ministry. And gosh, man, Lord, and I thank you for the listener. I thank you for the call upon their life, God. I thank you. Father, I pray, Lord, if there's deep things going on, that they would have compassion even for themselves, for whatever was triggered in today's podcast. Lord, I pray that they would breathe into it. I pray they'd go on a walk. I pray they'd talk to you, God. And I pray that you would awaken them to the people in their lives, Lord, that are trustworthy and that are good, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that they would just sense your compassion and that all of this heartache and all of this, like just regret and ache in their hearts, Lord, or if they were traumatized, Lord, that was never your intent, that you have just so much love and compassion for them and that you promise to be with them, Lord, that you already have things written for them, Lord, for their future, for hope and of joy and of peace and of purpose, Lord, meet them right where they are, wherever their suffering is, God. I just pray you'd meet them. I pray that they would just know how loved they are, Lord, and that they could look themselves in the mirror and just say, I'm worthy. I'm worthy because I'm so loved and, and learn forgiveness and all of that, Lord. Oh man, do it all, Lord. Lord, we need you. The world is getting crazier. <laughs> Lord, we need you. You are so good. Bless our friends today in Jesus name. Thanks for staff, Lord. Bless her. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Danny. All right, friend, I hope that blessed you. And I want you to know that there is a community where you can come and connect with like-minded women. It's a safe space to share your heart, get support, and find other faith-led kingdom builders just like you who have been through it. We've all been through it. It's part of the process. It's part of growing. And I want you to know you're not alone. Come over to stephgascommunity.com. Join the sisterhood. Find that encouragement 
and that fuel and that anointing for your heart that maybe you've been searching for. We'd love to befriend you, to welcome you into our community, and to just have you be part of the sisterhood over at stephgascommunity.com. God bless you. I'll see you guys back next week. Did you have fun or learn something? Leave mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way and that it's helping you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that has been praying for a breakthrough? I also would love it if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know you're actually liking the show. Plus, it lights me up to hear from you. Lastly, come on over to our free community, stephgascommunity.com and head to stephaniegass.com to grab your free gifts. I have free workshops over there and everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses or connecting. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, Romans 15, 13. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.